Okay, so we're doing the Through the Island Raincast right now. I'm, uh, this is Corporate Mike, uh, reporting from Hamburg, Germany. I just landed here, uh, I guess yesterday. We spent the last 24 hours in airports. My guitar is missing right now. Guitars, sorry. About $6,000 worth of musical equipment. First show is tomorrow, our load-in's at three. The airport's not really sure when the guitars are gonna get to us, but they claim they'll get to us at some point tomorrow, they think. All this being said, um, all this being said, obviously, a little bit of weird news around the Islanders, considering the Matt Barzell injury. And I, I think Desmond just kind of wants a, a state of where I'm at right now. And I, I, I feel like a little bit worn down today, but I'm not going to let it get to me. And I, I'm, I'm going to push forward positively about just about everything, you know, because at the end of the day, it's all it's it, it could be worse. Right. Matt Barzell at first looked like out indefinitely was the 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 proper terminology used. And now it's week to week, which is which is better news, obviously. Um, here's the deal, man. If this team's going to make noise, they're going to have to, they're going to have to rally. And it's one of those things where it's not ideal. They just got routed by the Bruins in a game in which that, that absolutely debilitating injury happens. But you know what? It, they, they, it, 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 it becomes a point where they, they have to, they have to rally around something. Why not root for for it to be this? Why not root for, against all odds, the Islanders, you know, Bo Horvat, Brock Nelson, Anders Lee kind of go insane. Ilya Sorokin goes insane, and they, they put up six, seven, eight in a row. And then Barzell's back, and they've got some momentum, and it looks like, you know, it looks like they're going to sneak in. And then when that happens, you sneak in like that, you never know what's going to happen. So... That's where I'm at mentally. I, I, I'm I, at some point we're gonna do uh, you know in the next couple of weeks we'll do an episode. I'm gonna try to watch the game tonight. It's on one o'clock a.m. my time. Um, again, just a rough day between being in the airport and on airplanes for about 24 hours, ha not knowing where my guitars are. First show is tomorrow, but you know what? At the end of the day, right? Islanders are in a playoff spot. At the end of the day. I'm on I'm on tour in Europe right now with with a band that I've looked up to since I was a, a, a kid in middle school, right? It could be worse. Let's go Islanders. I'm gonna get my guitars back tomorrow. Let's fucking go. Let's fucking go. Okay, so you got your so we're recording. We're live. We're live, baby. We're live. Although this is taped um, by the time that you're hearing this, uh, this is the Through the Island podcast, episode fifty-one. The Franz Nielsen Ooh. backhand of judgment. Um, <laughs> as you maybe heard earlier, or might hear later, I don't know where I'm going to put the audio. Mike, as we've mentioned before, is going on a European tour. Um, 
they lost or British Airways um, didn't bring his guitar um, to the country that he was in. Not sure if that's been resolved yet. Um, as a guitarist, I imagine he needs that. So hopefully that gets sorted out. Um, Mike. Hope so. Um, but in, in, you know, we, we got a deep, this is a deep pod, kind of like the Islanders man goes down, man comes up and coming the call up of this episode is Ryan Doyle from the filthy, filthy fucking casuals. Thanks Biden. Glad to be back. It's been a minute. I think the last time I did an episode was the emergency podcast after the uh, the game six victory against the Lightning. I could be wrong. We didn't, have, we didn't have one last year. I don't know. I have to go back and check. I don't think so. Maybe I not. Think I, was, I, th- I think I was in the era of good feelings still. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I, I remember that, that game six. Uh, I remember that game six uh, pod very fondly. But, oh, you uh, know what? I'm sorry. I'm looking back now. Yes, I do remember. I think we were we were discussing we were being doomers that episode, and we were discussing whether or not doing bad is good for the team this year, like just to mm. punt it. I think it was like December at that point, if I'm correct. Of last year. So it would have been, um, yeah, 21. last season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. twenty one, yeah. like December so, yeah. around that time when it was cooked. Yeah, when the season was cooked, and. You know, since the last episode, basically all the Bo Horvat episodes, uh, Bo Horvat era of Islanders hockey is what has happened since our uh, last episode. In that time, the Islanders have gone four, two, and two. They've gotten ten out of a possible sixteen points. Yet, uh, you wouldn't know it if uh, you listen to everybody. So you wouldn't know it, but and. and at times in this, in this, like, okay. in it's, it's kind of emblematic of the Islander season. If like coming into this season, you would say this is roughly where they're at. You'd be like, that makes sense to me. But the way they've gotten here is absolutely. I, I, I still don't, no one has a read on this team. And uh, like, you know, the, the tent, the, the fact that, in in those 10 points you have um zero points against uh, the the Vancouver Canucks you lost a point to the the Canadiens you lost a point to the Senators um you got you got pizzoned outright pizzoned by uh the Bruins um but i mean actually am I, let me let me look at the schedule one more time but it's they're they're getting the points never in the way that you expect it's right. it's just genuinely hard to read a damn thing with this team yeah and a lot of the times this season we've fallen into the third period trap that we you know we suffered through a lot like 10 years ago where we could just couldn't hold third period leads and trots eliminated that for the most part where, but, um, yeah yeah you got to remember too, like the team, if they would get up two one, at least it seemed to me, they would get up two one within a trots game, and then that would be it. They'd be like, "All right, we're gonna just forecheck the hell out of it, yeah, the rest of the game, and we're gonna win this." Like, it doesn't have to be fancy. They the Islanders had a command. the The Islanders of the trots era had a command to their game that that 
the Lane Lambert Islanders don't. And, and maybe that's to be expected. Um, but, but it doesn't change the fact that, yeah, like, so right now I, that, that was one of the things that we were talking about at, so you and I were at the, the Friday night game against the Penguins. And like a lot of the, the talk we were just having was just the lack of poise, the lack of like situational awareness they showed in the first two periods is, mm-hmm. is a lot of what has just been Islander hockey this year. And it's, yeah. it's strange. Like right now I'm watching, I have the uh, ESPN Toronto Buffalo game. Um, we're scoreboard watching as it is. Uh, Toronto is beaten up on the Sabres 4-0. So thank you right, for good. now good. for this situation. <laughs> but, uh, but um, I remember there was like one, I think, I guess it's still NBC sports at the time. There's one like Islanders Sabres game. And I think it was, and it was before the crowd, it was like a couple of weeks before the crowds were back. It was like March, early March, maybe of that year or late February. And uh, the Islanders went up two nothing against the Sabres in the first period in like the first 10 minutes and nothing happened the rest of the game. Yep. Like the, 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 uh, the analysts at the at intermission were struggling to talk about anything because the Islanders had just neutralized the game itself. Um, and uh, yeah, that, that, that's not seemingly a gear for this Islander team, a gear that we are starting to see develop though, is goal scoring. Yeah. Is, is, uh, you know, I, I think, I mean, as always, we don't really have uh, an outline. You'd think, yeah, maybe Mike's not around. They'll have an outline. We don't button it up here. We don't button, we don't button things up here. Um, the no spin zone. The no spin zone. So we're not going to go game by game, but it's, it's one of those things. I well, mean, let's bring up a let's bring up a conversation that we were having in the midst of between the first and second period, yeah. and you know I don't like a lot of people invest a lot into this team, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to say you're necessarily wrong if you think this team is mid. Um, <laughs> you're, par- you're partially right. You know, we 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 have two me- main guys out right now. Uh, we had a a big roster change for the most part, you know, Bavillier was, uh, you know, he, he was an important piece of that locker of that locker room. He's been here for a minute, so I'm sure it was hard for them to say goodbye to him. Um, we have a bunch of AHLers up right now that, you know, are very unproven and it's a crucial part of the season where, you know, you want to see guys get their chance because we don't you know once the islanders have their line set that's pretty much it and we don't you know everybody questions who we have in the coffers because you know we rarely see these guys barring an injury or something like that so i'm not going to say to you to just be like oh okay like you know everything's going to be fine like we have no idea but that's the point too right we were having the discussion of you know what 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 is it that separates this team for the fans is it really a sense of apathy or is it like, hey, we are in the wild card. The team's battling for the wild card right now because I don't like, even if we went on an extensive streak, I think who's who's uh, in front of us? The Rangers at seventy five. Yeah, it, it's a it's a ten point gap right now. Yeah, so, so and, I and, mean, and I think the Islanders have played. I've played so many games. They, mm-hmm. they they played the most games of any team in the NHL. Yeah, 
It's crazy. So we do have games in hand, which which could go against us a little bit. But guess what? A lot of the other teams battling for the wild card are mid two right now, and I think that's one of the. It's, that's a good thing going for us. You know, I don't think any of those teams are going on an extensive run to catch the Rangers. So, you know, it is where it is right now. I, I keep hearing final nail on the coffin, final nail on the coffin. It's, there, yeah. I, yeah. So, I mean, all I want to say is it's like we have 23 games left, right? You have two so, options. Or 22, yeah. 22. Like uh, yeah, so 22 after last night. You have two options here. You can take you could take the red pill and oh meticulously analyze every game and after it you know we you would just want to tear it down and and rebuild or you could take the blue pill and just ride it out because that's that's all we could do at this point we have no idea what this team is going to be it's not just Uh, a game it's just a tv show just tv show (laughs) it's all this is live tv pal Um, but so, so I guess something that I've been thinking about is like, it, th- this has been a hard season to gauge. This has been a hard season to gauge, um, and and I think the thing that that I keep coming back to is like, I'm not sure why. It's it's kind of it, it's kind of hard to like think like did did people think this was going to be a smooth ride. You know, like the 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 very fact of Trotz being fired the way that he was, like, you know, it's it feels like this this has been a we're gonna find out as we go along type yeah. season. And I think, uh, do I like that? No, no, I I miss the stability of the Trotz era. But at the same time, it's, it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't benefit you and uh, anybody um, as a fan to just like have a fucking mental breakdown every bad period. I mean, and and another thing, like, you can't, were, were you expecting this team to be much better than this? I So so I think they should be playing much better, but... Yeah, you have to separate the two in that aspect. But were we a 100-point team last year? No. So, I mean... <sighs> like, imagine we if... If Ilya Sorokin was was yeah, that's 90, the thing too. If he was ninety percent the goalie he is this year, he'd mm-hmm. still be one of the best goalies in the league. But the Islanders would be hanging by a thread. Yeah, I mean they're hanging by a thread now, but they'd be they'd be like, oh, we were at fifty seven points. We would have, we yeah. would have, yeah, exactly. And to that degree, if we were sitting at fifty seven, fifty eight right now, I would have been like, okay, listen, like, let's not. I'm not saying sell the entire team, but I'm saying like maybe we should just our victory this year was getting Bo Horvat. Um, so yeah, and and I think well, and the other thing is that I think um, I just I guess you know as it gets to and the next episode I'm gonna try we're gonna try to record before a trade deadline, which is next Friday. Okay. But something that I've been thinking about is uh, I'm actually willing to. Lou has made mistakes, obviously, and I don't know that I necessarily want him to still be running the team. However, literally right now, I'm willing to trust him to to pull off something good at the deadline this year. I don't know what it is. I don't know if if that's in the selling 
category or in the buying territory. I hope it's both. Honestly, I'd I'd like to see them, you know, trade the guys that aren't going to be back next year. Yeah, like like Mayfield and Varlamov. Like, I think you could do both. I would hold on to Varley, and then, you know, depending on what you get back for Mayfield, if you get someone with more contract control, I think you can you can do that deal. Um, my my, I guess, but before we get too deep into that, it's yeah. just that like my point is that okay, Lou has had his fucking L's. Um, the Taves trade, obviously. Um, Eberle, like uh, opting to put Eberle on on the expansion draft rather than letting Seattle be the bad guy to break up the fourth line, like that. Uh, you know, those were mistakes. But Pajot, Palmieri, Andy Green, Bo Horvat, um, he was able to tr- turn Letty into into Ratu, which turned into uh, Horvat. Yeah, that's a great way of looking at it. You know, like I, I th- I'm willing. Two things. One, I'm willing to to see that and think. You know what? Maybe he'll pull one last uh, trick up his sleeve, and kind of like we we're saying before, I'm at the mercy of this shit. So whatever, fuck it. Let's let's ride. Let's see what happens. But uh, yeah, yeah but- I, I'm. Go ahead. Did you want to finish point? No, no, I don't. Okay. Know. <laughs> What what's Lou supposed to tell this team at sixty five points? Sorry, guys, history dictates that the Islanders aren't going to do anything. So this chart I'm gonna... this chart says that that we're not going to do anything. Yeah, so. I'm just going to unload the team, and people are going to be fine with getting uh, free most coupons next year and ten dollar Loudville tickets, and that's going to be that. No, I mean he's going to he, they're going to we're in it. That's it. That's all you can ask for at this point. And you know? and they're in it in part because this is a team of good NHLers yep. when they're healthy. A lot of them aren't, but like this isn't, especially like being an Islander fan, like through the, like the fisherman team or the second, I guess the second fisherman. I started watching during one of the fisherman years and okay. uh, that's around the same time. I it's started been a long, too. it's been a long, hard road. And it's like, yeah, the way people talk about this team as if like, you know, you don't know what it was like for like Matt's to see Matt's Lindgren as the first line center or uh, or or uh, David Harlock on defense or uh, Mike Watt, uh, Milan Yurchina of a, a Man, more recent vintage, Mark <laughs> Eaton. Um, you know, it's it, there were some rough Rob Shrimp was the second line center at one point, so not good. Um, this team is not that bad. They're not they're not that good, but they're not that bad. And I'd also argue that I think they are good. I think they're solid. I think it's hard to argue that most of the players, they're they're like healthy t- 20 are not solid players. Like um you know, Bailey's follow ba- Bailey's cooked, Bailey's done, but like out, out, outside of that I mean, like Clutterbuck Martin, first line Matt Martin coming through last night. Yeah, I mean, he's having a career year at age 33. That's the thing, too. Like, we've had these guys for so long, we think that they're so much older than they are. And, and you know, yeah. in sports, 30 seems to be the death. You know, like anything after yeah. 30, you're done. That's not necessarily true. A hard, hockey's a hard sport, but, you know, 
and and Matt Martin is like plays hard minutes, but he's also like he, he he's like a fitness freak apparently. Like a, the I think Gary Roberts is like a big, um, obviously former NHL, a former Toronto Maple Leaf puke that cheated in the two thousand two uh, playoffs. Oh yeah, he's a marked man. He talked about I, I think Gary Roberts talked about uh, like Matt Martin being like just like a genetic freak, big Papa Pump. Um, was uh he he like he's like two twenty five like six four of just like steel. He's got the freaks and peaks. He doesn't have that. He doesn't have that hit record for nothing, man. So it's it's one of those things where, um, wait, fuck, what were we talking about? What were we talking about? Well, just like you know, should we should we tear down the team just because <laughs> people are mad at Lou? You yeah, know? yeah. You but know, let's well, put it this way. Let's put it this way. Let's put ten ten foil hats on. Mm-hmm. Is Lou trying to conduct a soft rebuild? So, so I mean, is that isn't that just the thing that everyone's been saying, which is the retool? Like, I I think I think he's reloading more than anything, and I and I okay. think it's going to be, um, really interesting. So, you know what? Actually, let, let me let me try to put a cap on this because if anything, I don't want to be too structured here. But sure, one of the things I like we like to do is like little bits and pieces before we get too heavy into the roster construction thing. And I think, and the theorizing the abstract, Mm -hmm. as far as the tangible items of, of things that, and the transition will be, we'll talk about being at that pens game. Cause I think that was one of the best regular season Islander fan experiences in, in, in a long time. Yeah. Um, so as far as the tangibles, I, I let's start with the, Start. I guess let's start on a good note, which is, I mean, Bo Horvat is as advertised. He he just, it's, it is so nice watching the Islanders have a first line center again. It it just like his, the ability for the puck to find him, his ability to make himself available for pucks, his ability ability to, to hunt down and win pucks, and like it's uh it's uh. It's just been it's it's the the relief like I mean to your point like you know if the Islanders had lost both of these past Penguins games season would have been done in my eyes you know pretty much everybody's eyes but I still would be like all right we've got Horvat let's figure out what we're keeping and what what we're moving and yeah. and and you know but but we have a guy and it's like when you have now you look at the pieces coming together you got you know Horvat and. Barzell, like just the fact that they that that they've clicked the way that you thought and hoped they would is like beautiful. So, I believe it was the Kraken game. It was late. I don't think he scored. He might have scored the goal already, but there was one particular moment when Barzell was coming up the side of the rink, and he had two players on him, and he looked back, and you could just tell the determination in his face that I have somebody to make a play with. And that's not a detriment to anybody else on that team. It was just, you know, the, the the mystery person we've been seeking for and asking for for the last couple of years now was just a bona fide stud on the first line to help out Barzal, whether that was another center or if it was another wing. Yeah. And, you know, it it it's all clicking. I think he's had an assist or a goal in almost every every game that he's played in so far. Almost, yeah. And he's the uh, he's the epitome of a rising tide lifts all ships, and that's what he's going to be on this team. 
Um, I would have been completely with you, you know, after, after watching that Montreal game, I was like, Jesus Christ, especially against the uh, Ottawa game too. I would have been like, okay, that's it. But I think you texted me and you were just like, oh, hey, we're actually kind of still in it. And it's like, oh, okay. So I guess I'll just reserve judgment. Um, Plus, you know, talking about those teams battling for the wild card spot, we beat probably the most. I mean, if you if you listen to Penn's fans, which I I concur with them, you know, I'd be disappointed in that team right now too. But they were probably the most formidable of those wild card teams right now, arguably, and we got yeah. the job done against them. Not only that, we got it done in a manner of where you can just say, "Wow, we fought back against we fought back against them." Uh, the Bruins game was a wash. Like nine times out of ten, teams are just going to lose those games on a back to back less than twenty four hours later. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, I think uh, Bo, man, Bo you know, is you know, fucking amazing. So, so a, a couple of the things about Bo, like one, stylistically, um, he he, like I I'm, I've mentioned it before, and I think other people have like he takes up a lot of the same ice that Tavares did. Yep. And, and it like, that's, we all know that's the thing that they were like, those were the goals that they could have used against the, the, the lightning the last uh, couple of years. Like, like a guy that just like the way when you saw Horvat skating in on, on Jari in the third period from that, that weird angle, but he had, he had room. You just had a feeling this guy oh, yeah. might do something here. And he did. And like, honestly, have not felt that way since Tavares left. Like they haven't had a guy that like, it just always feels like I can trust this guy to make, to, to maybe make something happen. The, that high IQ player, that hockey machine. And skill. Yeah. The, the, the meeting of both. And, and, you know, so there's, there's that side of it that's just been really nice just from a uh i mean put it this way like the, the the power play has gotten better and it's in part because you now have bo horvat in in as the bumper instead yeah. of jgp yeah or paul totally. mary and and paul mary has now moved on to the um second well now that now that barzell's hurt um paul mary's back on the top but like it made the second unit better too by virtue of having like paul mary on it like you said, like he he depth wise fixes so much for them, skill set wise, like strategy wise, fills so much. And 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 something that I think is really crucial is that uh, he he seems to be embracing being an islander, like the intangibles of being an islander, like the the ethos, all of it, like the the look on his face when he scored where he scored the goal, uh, the tying goal last night, like his celebration, mm-hmm. the, the front cover, like that's big he is, too. He's just like, and this is a guy, this is a new, this is a new guy to the room. And, you know, arguably the hot, the most talented skater on the team now. And he's, and he's also like, even though it's been rough sledding, even though they don't know they're going to, they, they know they have to play their, like they're, like play above their heads um despite injuries all mm-hmm. this stuff like he is just relishing it and and is bonding with the team like 
his, he was asked like, you know, you know, what, 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 how they, how they got through it. And he just said belief or something like that. And that's sure what the exact question was, but it was like, fuck, I saw the quote and I'm like, this guy is just like, it's not just a shot in the arm for the, the like literal hockey mm-hmm. side of things, but the, uh, the room and the, and the, the, uh, the team building, I think, and morale is just like such an improvement. And that's the thing too, you know, especially like, p- pertaining to the last six years or so. Like anytime a guy gets traded on this team, they're immediately like, oh, wow, this place is, this place is pretty cool. Especially like, you know, he is a straight family guy. So he probably chose the best place to come to if you're an upper middle class individual raising a family. You came to Long Island. And I think that's a big portion of him. But, you know, I don't think he's any stranger to the talk that was going on when he was traded. How about how he's, just a second line center playing a, in a contract year. And that's all he's in for. He's, he's not going to be worth. He's just going to be a 55 to 60 point guy. Right. But it was more so of saying Canucks, you made a mistake. You chose the wrong guy. You chose JT Miller over me, whether or yeah. not that was a circumstance of, you know, I think Pedersen was the guy that they were going to retain or look to retain long-term. And there's nothing wrong with that. Pedersen's an amazing yeah. player, but yeah, no, they gave his contract to JT Miller. So I think he has a lot to prove. I think, you know, certainly he's not going to be one of these guys. He's not going to be a um, Christian Erhoff getting eight years, buku bucks from the Sabres and then just falling off the face of the earth. He's not going to be one of those types of players. And he, out of all the, the uh, a lot of teams need pieces and a lot of teams need to reform themselves. But he went to a team with a clear, um, with a clear, um, space to fill you know and it was the islanders and he was that exact guy he was the sweetener you know i i um man it's 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 just like he he feels like such an island like he already feels like he's been here so like he he just he's already part of the identity of this team it's 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 awesome and I mean, as we talk about the the you know the retooling and the and the re envisioning, it's like a guy with character and skill <laughs> is nice. Like the new identity is going to be like that type of like you know higher level of play too. Um, yeah, he's also- a guy that we don't normally get, and you know again, and- an unfortunate circumstance of being the Islanders is that you either get these guys by hook or crook, and it's. You know, we don't have an opportunity to get, we can get free agents, but we're going to have to overpay or we're going to have to trade in the situation. And there's nothing wrong with that. Draft picks are sus. I don't want to like, you know, go back and look at all the drafts. You know, even now, if we trade Varamont. Shout out to Michael Michael Dalcole coding school. I hope, I hope it's going well for you. Um. we would have gotten the first round pick for Varley and we've, I know it's a deep draft. I know, but like we would have, that pick would have been at 12th and who has, yeah, this one, this one's not that like this one's, this one has a high, like number one. And I think like, you know, some really good ones in the first, like up to three, maybe, maybe four, but even then the four, the four is a hard, maybe. And the twos and threes are much, I believe, of course, below Bedard. I mean, duh. But but you know, it's it's one of those things where uh, the 
the team, hold on. Something that I want, I, I, I feel like bringing up is also we talk about like team building. I'm wearing the jersey right now. Andrews Lee, this is another guy that's been super scrutinized. We talk about the Islanders bringing in a a a captain who felt like they got uh, cast away. Um, Andrews Lee has gotten seems to like the second the Islanders like have a you know not even two game losing streak they lose a game. Andrews Lee is 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 a, an overpaid bum. Blah 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 blah. The guy, um, you know. In in the in the Peng- in both Penguins games, he has been humongous. He has been absolutely humongous. Um, he's on pace for thirty goals again, and and it's just, it's one of to your point. You know, we have to overpay. You got to overpay to keep your guys too, and and that's part of the thing with Andrews Lee. But you know, this isn't you know, this is a burden hands franchise. That's we we can't rely on the mystery box. Mm-hmm. unless the mystery box is big enough that, that there could be something really, really good in there. It's not big enough this time. It to, could be Anders Lee. So just take Anders Lee, Peter. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we'll yeah. The box. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I mean, just with, uh, with Anders, it's just, it, it's, it's, uh, is he overpaid? Yeah, probably. But he's, he matters to the Islanders. He makes a difference yes. to the Islanders. His situation was a little tricky too because we kind of went after Panarin and we're ready to say goodbye to him and kind of had our tail on our hands coming back to him like, hey, you want to sign this deal? So I don't know if he would have gotten seven years somewhere else if he decided not to come back to, but you know, he's a homegrown guy. I don't think it was ever in his attitude to, I think Lou said, hey, can you, would you mind holding on? See what happens? We'll try That's to, what, that, that. That is what happened. He, he, and they had like yeah. a, uh, and I mean, that. The fact that Lee was willing to do that, like as far as like the dedication to the team and this whole culture, you can talk about it being, you know, bullshit platitudes. And on some level it is, but also consider the fact that sports isn't that deep. So, um, right. You know, like, like it, it's one of those things where, where something as simple as, as, sim- as simple as that, but as big as that, as you know, what, what was the, one of the things that, 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 Anders was uh that went viral. I think I think it was during that first year, the NHLPA interview, like best quality in a teammate or or like virtue or whatever. And it was like uh loyalty. And it was like that his that's not just that that sounds like a shot at Tavares, but like it's one of those things where he he lived it in that instance. Cause I remember there was reports of Minnesota, Chicago being huge into him. Like he could have gotten, um, I mean, he probably could have gotten a little bit more, probably less term, but he probably could have gotten um, more money per year somewhere else. Yeah. And also the fact is he didn't, he didn't even let it get to the, this, that stage. Yeah, so like I don't. He, I don't think. It, I mean, who, who knows what was going on behind the scenes? But you know, there wasn't a point in that free agency day or the the day, the morning of. So that morning, Panarin was signed. So then we were kind of just like, "Oh shit! All right, what do we do now?" Now are they going to lose? Are they? Oh my god! Are they? Yeah, and there was never that? an indication of like you know he's he's close. It wasn't like a cadre situation where you knew yeah. three other teams that were in on him. Um, yeah, that just that just goes to show what he meant to this team. 
Uh, Nelson. And what the team means to him. Exactly. I think Nelson is another amazing, like, look, look where he, look where he's at about to have another stellar year, nine goals against, it was either nine goals against Trish and Jari or just nine goals in, in like the last two seasons against the Penguins, which is just a phenomenal stat. You know, you want your guys to show up against particular teams and he he's just been that guy and he just keeps his head down, uh, forging on in that second line and really just, you know, has he gotten to a Kreider level like he did last season? No, but I mean, like, you know, the look who, who's on their team, but still, yeah. I mean, we have, we have two 30 goal guys of, you know, I don't know. Well, if it's it's going to be three. I mean, I mean, three. these three, Horvat, Horvat, Nelson, and Lee. I mean, like, that's that's a pretty good scoring point. And then when you add Paul Marion to it, like, I honestly, like, you're starting to feel like, by virtue of having, like you said, when you don't have to be, like, starting with Kyle Paul Mary, like, or mm-hmm. we don't have to start at Brock Nelson or Andrews right. Lee when that's in addition to Bo Horvat. And, and Matt and Matt Barzell. I mean, Barzell's not a goal scorer, but you know, it's one of those things where those guys like Nelson, he is he's something man. like it, it's one of those things where I I uh I think I I talked about it when we were at the game um on Friday, but it's like, man, I would really love for like Nelson to become like the Islanders, uh, I don't know, like Kalorn or 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 like Tyler Johnson, like a guy that just like stays with them, like signs like when when this deal ends, if he's still kicking it, you know, two years from now, see it, you know, if he could take like a, a bit of a hometown discount to just stay here and 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 be here because he's he's getting better with age. It's crazy. It's yeah. it's it's crazy. It's the the first the first two or three trots years, it felt like, you know, the thing with. Nelson had, had become just a great 200 foot defenseman that does a little bit of everything. Like just like a, a, a stronger Franz Nielsen type, basically more, more scoring than, than playmaking, but like, you know, um, but he, the, the fact that he's like kicked it into like the finesse, I, I, I want to say like starting with that, the, the 21 playoffs to now, it feels like the finesse side of, of of Nelson's game has really taken over. These breakaway goals, these crazy dangles, he is just um, becoming a more dynamic player with age, which is like the opposite of how things usually go. Yeah, and I mean, I certainly didn't expect him to be at this level in his career, you know. Um, he's at 57 right now. Seven points, fifty-seven points. He had fifty-nine last year. So, look, man, you know we it, the shopping list that fans make for all the Islanders to to get this guy or get this guy. Like, you have to focus on, you know, who we have, who we have to condition, who we have to improve, and you know, has it been the perfect journey? No, but Lee and Nelson are the perfect embodiment of team building, and you know, those guys who you're not going to find in free agency who are not going to be available to trade because no team is going to give up that, that, that middle of the pack, you know, builders that you can, that you fill in for the second and third lines. They're not easy to come by. And, and, and also like, yeah. And, and, and you usually have to overpay 
to get exactly. them. So if, if you're going to have to overpay in assets or whatever, like overpaying a little bit here and there, I, I know, I, I mean, I know this is a thing that like saying that sets some people off that, yeah, the, the that extra 0.5 adds up, blah, blah, like all those extra 0.5s or extra mils really add up. It's, and it's like one of those things where it's like, not really, not really. If, if you consider the fact that like the Islanders are almost never going to get the A market, the A A plus guy, then no, if they're 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 going to just so they're going to need to level up some other way. So you might as well if if that extra point five gets the Islanders the player, they'll do, do it. it. They'll do, do it. it. And it's it's so it's one of those things where it's just yeah. nonsense of like, you know how like you everybody would be like you have to pay these guys like of course he's playing hard in his contract year he wants to get fucking paid you know yeah and is it easy in the nhl where you have a cap and you know players don't get it's not like the where there's not a lot of guaranteed money you know there's not there's not that enticement where you can you can put that here but yeah like of course you're gonna give him the point five. Who, yeah. who cares so, four years from now? Who cares? Um, like we'll figure yeah. it out. We gotta buy and, him out, we gotta buy him out. And uh yeah, I, I mean something I, I guess uh we we've talked a lot about the good. We while we're on forwards, actually a lot, a lot of times we go forwards and then work our way to the goal, which is usually a quick conversation. Spoiler. Um Sorokin is God. I don't know what more needs to be said, but regarding the forwards, we got to talk about just, we just got to just acknowledge, we have to acknowledge Zach Parise. Of course. We were at his 1200th game. And like, I mean, you know, people thought it was a Brock Nelson hat trick, which pissed me off. Like I was so angry when they were, when, when the, the, they thought that it was a Brock Nelson hat trick and they just like, let the penguins get so much rest by just keeping throwing hats. Throwing hats. <laughs> but Zachary, like the fact that like the Islanders won that game and the game winning goal was by like the 38 year old iron man. Best contract in, in the, in the NHL, man, man, like p- part of why I, I want the Islanders to make the playoffs is to keep Zach Parise next year. Like that's one of the things I'm rooting for at this point. Cause I, I don't trust that. If you trade him, there's going to be a handshake agree because whether or not, you know, it's in his best interest to, you know, go for a cup, he'll be annoyed on some level. Well, he'll just view this whole thing as, oh, it didn't work out. I, I tried it. It didn't work. I'll, I'll, you know, move on. He has and absolutely you want to no keep reason him. to take the Yeah. I, well, I want to see him at the playoffs because I want to see that man in the fucking playoffs. You know, I want to see him go. I want to see him lead this team, be that it's veteran presence. You know, he's been there before, but also like, you know, if it doesn't work out this year, I'm not going to argue that he, he definitely doesn't deserve league minimum next year. You know? Yeah. He, he and it, there might've been another team to give him more than the league minimum, but I think, you know, he knows what's going getting, on he, with the team. He he's getting paid and he, and he knows he's getting paid um, by the wild for the next 75 That's years. That's true. I didn't really so. <laughs> So uh, that's a good way of looking at it. Okay, so maybe I'm a little wrong there. There's there's some of that that on paper, on paper. But though, you know. I mean, one of the things that's been rough the the injuries, uh, the Pajot, Pajot being out, who knows how long. 
Who knows? Because mm-hmm. we don't know ever with any of these. Barzell out indefinitely, bit worrisome. And then they said week to week. I don't I don't believe I don't believe anything. I'm gonna find out when it happens. Yeah, it's such a crash. That, that, that's what I treat. The, the, the way they've treated the injuries this year, I'm just they're I'll see them when I see them. Okay. I don't know if that's a thing because they don't want players being targeted in certain areas when they do come back. Is that too nefarious to think about, or is that really I mean, the reason I mean, why they? Don't it's not even necessarily nefarious, and in, in, in so, but it's it's more that it's like, it's not like you wouldn't need to to disclose that a guy's knee. It doesn't necessarily matter what yeah. specific muscle. You just need to know generally where that, you, and you'll be able to see on the video where where the player felt something or had something happen, and oh, now that could be a, a weak spot moving forward yeah i did feel a little better that they left the door open for i guess like the last two weeks of the season um but yeah you know yeah. injuries are just it happened again this year you know we pellick whatever happened to him uh probably the highest iq player on this team certainly yeah. amongst the defensemen he hasn't been the same you know i think whatever injury he had was going to take more than a season whether or not he was 100% healthy up here in the mine grapes, he it's going to take him a minute to adjust. And I don't think, you know, he necessarily had the amount of time to do that. Um, for, Romanoff, for a brain injury? For a brain injury. He hurt yeah. his brain. He put, the, he put the blue powder crayon up his nose and <laughs> he became stupid again. Uh, but, you know, yeah, so that's really, I think the def- the defense core is really you know kind of the question mark this season you know Pulak hasn't been that for the most part hasn't been that you know that that sniper guy the the guy that Pelic feeds his offense up. is his offense is yes. gone and i think that's that was a huge part of his game that's really missing and i think we we would be maybe a 72 73 if he was playing at a full level uh romanov um should be we essentially, you know, we traded a first round pick for an individual. We probably would have picked a defenseman at 13. I think it was. We got him. He hasn't necessarily been clicking. He has some bright spots here and there. Um, Dobson is getting there. He's still he's still a young guy. Like we got to give him a little more time in that aspect. And then of course Mayfield is Mayfield. He's he's playing fine. Uh, I don't think he is. I think this is probably his last season on the team. I don't like, does he deserve to be paid at what he wants? Probably. Should we give it to him? I don't think so. So no, no, the Islanders need, need more. They need, they need to have as much as, as possible for when it's time to, for a new Sorokin contract and a new Dobson contract. And that's okay. That's just those, those, those are the next two pieces of, of, you know, business that the Islanders need to see. Promote. We don't, we don't want to retain everybody <laughs> in yeah. case anybody was doubting us. We don't want to retain everybody. No, you, and you can't, and you shouldn't. And and that's where it's, it's nice that you've had Barzell. It, it sucks that he's, he's out, but it's, it's been nice to see like Arno Durando mm-hmm. debut last night. And he looked played hot. He, he looked like just an NHL player. Um, he he frankly he kind of felt like a Beauvillier that you don't have expectations for. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have scoring expectations for. He was just like having solid, speedy two-way hockey, like right. good, good possession, 
Um, but he, you know, and then, and then the puck started finding him and, and, uh, you know, finding out that you have a Durando makes it easier to be like, maybe, we maybe let, it won't be that bad. Maybe we'll actually or, get to or, or maybe, maybe we trade Matt Martin in the summer. I, I don't think they would, but, but, or not even that, that, but that, that's your fourth, like, uh, Durando being a fourth liner next year, like a fourth line wing, you know, I can well, see think, that. Yeah. I think in terms of that question, uh, there is a life beyond the dream with Hudson fashion because he's certainly living up to that role. Uh, See, imagine that. Imagine yeah, a, exactly. a fourth line that was Durando, Sezekis, Fashing. And when that guy came up, I was like, who the fuck is this guy? You know what I mean? But he's, he's proving me wrong. Holmstrom, again. I wish he did not have that injury against Vegas because he was playing really well. He was really up to, up starting to, that to point. kill it up to he that was, point. He yeah. was cooking. He was cooking. And, you know, the bar with, with, with him is, is he better than Michael Dowell at this point? Yes, I will say so. Yes. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. He beat, he beat the Swedish uh, Michael Dowell allegations. Yes. Uh, you know, do I want him on this team next year? Yeah, I do. And I, I want to see how he's going to progress. I hope he really continues there because we really need to strike on him because he's pretty much uh, the last high draft pick that, well, the one that we executed on in our system. So I hope he really works out. Yeah. And I mean, the finding out, you, you've gotten to find out about um, Parker Watherspoon this year. Mm-hmm. And it was like, it was interesting. Like you, you've had uh It, this is a good year to find out about these things exactly. and because this feels like a you get what you get season and you'll find out when you get there um so this is this is a good year for tinkering i think and uh sure. something that a player and then you know we get to the game conversation the one defenseman i think that we didn't talk about specifically sebastian aho in the pen- in these penguin games he has been going at it with players mm-hmm. he has been going at it he it knows is, the deal it's crazy and and you know he's he's an interesting he it was his birthday he's 27 i did not know he was that old he is 27 years old his birthday That's was nuts. friday right yeah yeah to assist on his birthday too you know it's it's one of those things where it's like it feels like there's a there there's a there's a tension to the Islanders season, and everybody knows it, and everybody is uh, I don't know. It it you're finding out, you know how people react, right? And, well, particularly uh, in this case too, because you know that there's going to be two wide open positions, especially not many up top, but there's going to be two wide open positions on the defense. Fifth and sixth, I would argue. Yeah, and and he and he he he's going to want to be one of them. Yeah, and he and if, if he keeps playing the way he's playing, sure. If he keeps, yeah, yeah. If if he can keep playing, because it's one of those things where one of the things that I've been having to think think about to myself is like for the Islanders to add another, I would say, decentish like winger, like in the four million range, and a like 
another good defenseman uh somewhere between I don't know, like like a a fourth defenseman, like a, a stay at home guy, because like I, I've I've mentioned before, I, I've felt that um, Romanov and Dobson. I don't think having those two guys play with each other, even though their play styles match, their experience, their them both being inexperienced right. works against them, and I think they both could stand to have um a veteran with them to to just play um and like this is what this is what went wrong on that shift watch out for this blah 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 if only andy um, green was a couple of years younger because well yeah i mean i really was hoping that uh like ryan Suter would have been the perfect guy yeah, I think. like yeah, just absolutely. a boring a boring big veteran defenseman like that just like tells people to calm the fuck down when they get yep. like too high strung um and that's certainly a perfect way to look at it. They're two two young guns, you know, fanning for themselves, not really having the crucial experience needed, especially on the blue line. But so, like, you know, if a Sebastian Ajo is probably going to be much cheaper than a, than a, a Shane Gostas bear contract, sure. And if and and if you know, as long as long as Ajo, to me, if Ajo can can be like, um. I guess I'd say like uh Trotz Letty, like Trotz era Letty, like a guy that's like not not great in his own end, but his his skating, he knows his game and, and his role in this team is to skate the puck out of the zone and dump it in. And and pinch when he when he has a chance to pinch, pinch, but make a quick decision with the puck. Yep. Like if yep. he can be that guy, if he can be that guy, and I think he's a I think he's mm, I think he's offensively uh, has better vision than Letty. I, I think they're both pretty dumb players. Um, but, you know, if, if he can be, you you might need to go cheaper there. You might need to go cheaper. You know, th- there's a chance that I, I, I think that depending on how good a winger they're trying to get and what, and you have to factor in again, the money that you need to create the space that you need to create for Sorokin deals and, and, and Dobson deals. Like, well, hey, this is the one season to figure it out because it's pretty much Varley, Mayfield, and then your RFA yeah. is Dobson. So, I mean, yeah. correct me if I'm wrong, but you know, I think no, I, th- I think Dobson uh, is he. I don't think he. I think he has. I think Dobson has two more years. Okay, so not next, not this season, but next season is the one we're gonna have to pay attention to more because that's Sorokin, and I don't doubt for a second that he's leaving. There, so, if we have to figure you, it out, in the you think he's leaving? No, 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 I say there's no shot in hell he's going to be leaving. Oh, oh, okay. I don't okay. think so. No. Yeah, yeah. I think, I mean, I think, uh, one, I think he's going to get paid very handsomely. He deserves and it. I, and I don't care if in the fifth or sixth year he's not the best. <laughs> he's not 15 a 15-year contract. Not, <laughs> he's not the best goalie. He's just a top six goalie. Oh, okay. Whatever. Like, the fact is, like, Getting the having Ilya Sorokin, yeah, for for what I think the next probably like three or four years of 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 his play is going to be, th- that's four really good lottery tickets because it's controlled lottery ticket. You know, like 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 you ha- you have some, you have half the numbers. There's a secret word. It's control. Yeah. We have you know. so many guys under control. 
And that's the beauty of the team right now is like, yeah, you know, I don't know what's going to work out in the next couple of weeks, but I don't have to worry about, you know, Brock. I don't have to worry about Bo Horvat. I don't have to worry about, yeah, Brock. Yeah. I don't have to worry about, um, Barzell. I don't worry about them for a fucking decade, man. I mean, that's great. That's it's good. We've never had for in large part, not across four lines of hockey. We have yeah. not had that. And I think that's, that's something that we have to, we have to realize. So something that, that we, we got to talk about is that uh, we got, I mean, the energy of that Penguins game was like nuts. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. everybody in the building, you know, I feel like had the same, had the same thought of like, oh, my, my walking into a mental breakdown, like a, like something that's going to trigger um, horrible anger inside of my soul. Um. And it was, it was like palpable, you know, it was like, it was, it was the nerves that, uh, once, they, once they went down one, nothing, just the groan, it just felt like nothing but groaning. And then like, they tie it, give it back up when they kept giving the, the giving it back and the way, like the, the goals, they got, they had got four goals on Sorokin, but like, by the time they had their fourth goal, they had, they'd had like 44 shots already yep. in two periods. You pointed at the scoreboard and I said, Jesus Christ, because it was 38 to 12, I think, at one point. I'm oh, sorry, correct. Um, it was like 31 to 12 at one point. And yeah, it was 4 yeah. to 2. I was like, it was like halfway through the second. And I'm like, dude, I don't know. Should we just go walk around and go smoke outside or something? And you're like, hold up, let, let him cook, let him cook. And then, the Islanders kept it up and then the third period happened. And then I said, look at the scoreboard and the Penguins only got seven shots off after getting 30 in a game and a half a game. And that's something clicked on that team, you know, and that was probably the best one I've, I've seen since the Coliseum. Cause UBS has not been kind to me. I'm like three and six, maybe at, at UBS so far. And it's really growing on me, you know, walking around, yeah. going outside. I see the same, I see the same familiar faces. Cause that's really what it was. You don't know these people, but you see the same, you kind of see the same characters. Faces. The, the, the there's character- a lot, it's, it's like, it's, it's like the Simpsons. There's a bunch of kids right. that are always in like the, cl- that are classmates of Bart and Lisa that have never had like storylines have really yeah, like the girl, had- the girl with the pointy glasses. Or like Martin and Lewis, you see, you Rick, see the Martin Lewis of Islander fans. You know? Yeah, <laughs> it's really because it's really become a town square, and that that was something that like I really wanted. The energy that I wanted to come over from Nassau Coliseum was like, I'm going to Uncle Louie's house. I'm gonna have a nice Sunday dinner. I'm gonna go to Nassau Coliseum. I'm gonna see all my boys. We're all gonna hang out. And yeah, is it a little corporate? Absolutely. Do I love paying $17 for a White Claw? I do not. Do I love paying $20 for a chicken sandwich? I do not. But I get to see all my friends, and it's not that far away, you know? So I think it, it's slowly getting that identity. But yeah. my crazy thoughts aside, uh, that was the best one since the Coliseum. And it was also in person, seeing whatever clicks in the Islanders' heads and it, it it's not totally lost. It wasn't all Barry. Something amongst them. Because you were honestly one of the few people to talk. You know, we didn't want to talk about this, but maybe something was lost in the locker room. 
I don't know. Maybe the team wanted to put the foot to the gas pedal, and then Barry said, no, we have to trust the system. In a lot of ways, he was right. But, you know, certainly in this day and age, you you have to just – like I said, it's that Islanders magic. I don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't really know what, what to put another word on it, but they, whatever clicked, it clicked, and we haven't seen it in a while. It's just it's wild. Well, it makes you realize how bad they are when they're when they're not that. Like like it it's one of those things yeah. where where the the Islanders uh, honestly, when the Islanders like are are in their bag they're they're the modern Lou devils where it's like you're not getting anything through when you do you have this like um freak freak of a goalie that you have to deal with that like seemingly is not just i i think i think sorokin actually might be more like naturally talented than than brodeur in terms of like he he's more of that like hashek like type oh, of yeah. goalie where it it feels like he just never is out of a play and like he he's thinking the game so quickly um and and so dynamically yeah i don't think he he's a crazy motherfucker like hashik is i don't think he's gonna walk out to the middle of the ice and hit somebody with a stick yeah but, yeah you know nothing but, against trish and jari i like you know i don't want to i don't want to make it that but like i can shit on the pencil night if you want me to but there was a certain point last night where uh, during intermission, Tristan Jari was, you know, chatting it up with the players. And then Sorokin is in butterfly stance with his head down. We saw it the same way on Friday night. You know, he's just, he's a machine. And uh, that's a very rare commodity when it comes to a goalie. Brodeur. Yeah. Well, also to, to clarify my statement about Brodeur, I'm, it's kind of dawning on me what I just said. Pretty, pretty hot take. Oh, that, that I think was Sorokin... better than... No, that 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 I think Sorokin might be more like God God's given talent, uh, like athleticism on Brodeur. Yeah, I mean, is he gonna is he gonna carry an entire Bro- team to the Stanley Cup? No, Bro- but- Brodeur, Brodeur. The thing about Brodeur was that he uh, he he had he played a hybrid style. He was like he wasn't quite fully um, butterfly. He wasn't quite fully stand up. Uh, mm-hmm. Was uh, seemed like he was improvising out there a little bit a little jazzy well, he, he was certainly a unicorn and shit what was his first season like 1992 i think so he, he was certainly an enigma of his time and there was not many guys like him maybe patrick wah was the only one 1990 shit um you know maybe patrick wah was the other goal you wanted to talk about i don't know i was like three at that point so Ed Bell for maybe at the time, maybe yeah. he was a little bit after, but I understand what you're saying. But when the Islanders are going, it's, it's ultimately, it's just that it has that devil's feel of like, you know, you, you, uh, like this team is, is not letting you get through and slowly they start, they're starting to, to now force you on your heels. Yeah. To, to like, um, yeah, it's. I mean, the atmosphere, it it the, the drama of the game, it was very. Would you say? Now, Doyle, you are a wrestling podcaster. Wasn't there very much a wrestling 
feel to the story of like there there was a story to that game of the islanders like seeming like they were dead and and everybody just like having a period left to go and we're like we're sticking around we're going for it i know what's gonna happen i know what's gonna happen he kicked out he kicked out at two (laughs) the islanders kicked out man the islanders keep kicking out at four two, the Penguins went for that headshot, and then immediately they did the Undertaker sit up. They kept doing it after every time they got knocked down, and that's really all you want at this point. You want them just to make sure that they get back up and they're not going to quit. And even it's... if we have games like Saturday against the Bruins, we're not going to call it there. We're going to let them, we're going to see what happens because honestly, I don't at this point I care more about games against teams like the Penguins than I do about the Bruins. At this, you point. know. And, and, uh, well, another thing about that, a, a specific thing that we have to get to about, about the, the, the game was the, the, from an atmosphere standpoint, was the tying goal. When they got that tying goal, which I called, that's what I wanted to, I wanted to lead it in with that. I called it. I was like, they're on the power play. They just, they they don't have to overthink it. Just like win it back and kick it to Brock for a one timer. Yep. Whatever plays you've been trying have not been working this game, and it fucking worked. And like this, like the second he scored, like you just felt good. Like you felt good. Like you know what? Fuck it. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get it. It's zero zero again. You know. It took a it took a lot to get to that point, but it it's it was zero zero at that point, and you know, you, you can you you could tell yourself when you like you can you have a feeling when you know when the Islanders are going to lose a game, you have a feeling when you know the Islanders are going to win a game. Are you yeah. always right? No, but um, you know, we certainly had that feeling, and, and uh, you people people who people who stuck around were rewarded. Man, I I re- like the, the right after they tied it too. I remember like there they had it again had it in the pen zone, and there was like some sort of scrum. wasn't as crazy as the scrum last night, but there was some sort of like crazy scrum. Um, That's right, and I remember going corner, to you. I was like, Monday, everybody Monday, like they're the, gonna fucking go wild, and everybody got on their feet, but like everybody got like. You know, they saw that the the team was like playing just yep. like with effort and heart, and that's all that the, all you could ask for. And like they, I don't know, it was like such a fun moment of like pride just starting to come back into the fan base. And and man, that 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 game winner. We like look. We I remember we like jumped and we like looked at each other like it was a yeah. fucking over, like, like it was a a you know, uh, like it was a Beauvillier goal. There was still a good eight minutes left in the game, but I think me and you were like, all right, we got. No, I think there was like, only two. I didn't two think minutes. Tied it when oh, okay, eight. yeah, around that. The Penguins are just such a built-in like Chad Paxton, rich boy, fucking bully too. Like it, it's already a built-in character where it doesn't take much to will yourself against them you know they're such an all to respect i'm not like you know city crosby's a bitch all that good stuff i mean they're the penguins though you know they're one of the best teams in the last 15 years but you know it was like that play earlier where barzell hooked malkin but like he was like lying on barzell stick like he like he just 
stabbed him in the eye or something like that. And Barzell's looking at him like, what are you doing, man? Like, this is crazy. Like, just get up. I know I committed a penalty against you, but you're clearly flourishing now and you have to relax. So, man, this is, we, we, we have to touch on uh, the, the way we'll segue out of, out of this is, uh, or the middle point is once again, the Pittsburgh uh, beat writers uh, and, and Pit, uh, Penguins Twitter really just uh, coming unglued about the New York Islanders. And and, and and their and their uh and their uh disgusting displays uh of of unsportsmanlike conduct and and shit the the amount of hysterics um from like a like credentialed journalists is is embarrassing oh the pittsburgh gazette what a what a uh what a time-honored paper who gives a fuck man you know that I'm tired of that little shitty fucking horn that they play. And then it's like the most weak ass fucking let's go pens. It's like you play hockey like that. Then you win, you win the game. And they said that the fights didn't really make a difference for the team. But you know, I saw Latang freaking out in the penalty box, man. You could see what happened after that point. It favored the Islanders. It's, it's ridiculous. Like, we all think the Islanders having Ross Johnson is ridiculous, and it is. It is. It's it's 100% ridiculous that this guy has gotten eight years of contract, eight years of NHL contracts from the New York Islanders, but he it's has. The last of a dying breed. And, and dude, like, that image of him with, like, an, an, like, like, on the back of, like, or on, on top of Malkin and, like, Trump, like going to fight Z- like Zucker is like right. It's it's a Renaissance painting. It's 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 unnerving. I am I imagine when a human being uh, does that to you, crazy man. You it get worried. Like, you get a bit like, worried. Uh, it was like weird. Trevor Gillies. I love that picture of Trevor Gillies during fight night where it was it was Gilly. It was Gillies esque man. It was a yeah. Gillies esque vibe. Um, but. uh you know the. Let me look at some of the tweets. Uh, I have a couple here. People, thank you to everybody that sent them. Um, a lot of <laughs> your, really your, your your request for uh, for for penguin tears last night on Twitter. That was great. I was like, this is gonna be a good episode. <laughs> Please send it all my way. Send give. We want the smoke. Oh yeah, Rob Rossi to a man. Penguins didn't uh, didn't think second period stuff quote-unquote stuff had much impact on result mike sullivan said he thought penguins got some energy from it <laughs> chris letang lamented trade-off of pittsburgh skill players for islanders uh other players and it's like yeah your one of the skills is, is situational awareness and you failed it you dumbass none of that you failed it twice in less than 72 hours <laughs> dumbass idiot alert idiot 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 um yeah it, it's what i love about that one this tweet so it's like mike sullivan said he thought penguins got some energy from it that's uh, actually no i liked it it was good that, that yeah. that's what's saying that it <laughs> he, he such like a whitewashed way to like portray it <laughs> actually no actually i like this I like it. Like it. <laughs> Actually, I, I like getting my uh, getting a swirly. I I like getting uh, my head put in the toilet bowl and uh, having a little bit of an alfalfa 
thing from toilet water on my head. Yeah. That's what he said, basically. Brian Burke losing his mind from GM boxes. Islanders and Penguins get into several scrums and one fight. Kenny Malkin, who looked like he might have got been hurt going with Ross Johnson, back up and defending himself. Crowd loving it. Burke is banging loudly on table. Sorry, oh. Berkey. Let's see here. Uh, uh, we got well, there's. There, I know there's some other ones. Um, let's see here. Did did you see any? Uh, I, I I saw the main offender, which was that that quote that it 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 didn't really make a difference, or like you know they didn't did it had no conclusion on the way that they played the game, but that was obvious bullshit of just like tampering down the fact that you lost another game that you were up in to the Islanders. The uh, the uh, Josh Yo Yoey Yohe from uh, the Athletic. Uh, the Islanders aren't very good as they were playing without injured standouts, Matt Barzell and Josh Bailey. Oh, I love the, you don't watch the Islanders this year, but Josh Bailey lives rent-free in your fan base's head. Beautiful. <laughs> While Sorokin was brilliant, the rest of the Islanders were wildly unimpressive, and yet they still won. You just can't let this happen. The Penguins outshot them 47-32. Consider this, idiot. Um, <laughs> the Penguins includes Tristan Jari, who cannot make a save when you need him to. That is part of the Penguins. Goaltending does not get to constantly exist on this island independent because the team contracted both players. It's one of those things where it's like, you knew what we were getting into this season. So that that counts. That counts as the pain. Of course. Um, the 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 giveaways that led to um both the game tying goal and and game winning goal, both those were were shit shit plays. Mm-hmm. And uh and and good teams don't make those. So maybe you're not that good. Well, it's just like it was deja vu at that point and, you know, not shoring up your game where you're about to, again, blow a two-goal lead. Like, Wildly there was no... There was no Blow it out your ass. My God. There was no situational awareness at that point. It's like, oh, shit, this is happening again, but we have to play classy hockey. Get the fuck out of here. How about a nice cup of... Sh- Zip it. Zip it. <laughs> Zip it. Zip it. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, uh, I thought, I, I thought there were more, there probably are. I don't want to go into the replies. I only have 7%. Yeah, um, that's okay. I don't know where my charger is. So, um, I don't know. I, uh, the, the, the vibes are so, uh, funny. Like the, the vibes are, it's so funny that the Islanders just like unnerve like these... it's not just them too man you know the 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 greasy islanders whether or not i guess people don't expect it from us i guess it was just people just had us as the 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 basement dwellers for a good i think i think 10 t- years. i think i think the like the 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 islanders gimmick about like you know running on running on vibes and, and running on like determination 
when when you when you get whiffs of that starting back up again, teams have seen how that can carry the Islanders. Mm-hmm. And even if they've you know lost a bit defensively, and again, I think that's something that Lane has to you know figure out. That's the because realistically, like okay, I think they're I I'm just gonna choose to think and believe and hope all three they make the playoffs. And if they do that, there's not a chance Lambert's getting fired. So I don't think I, he is either. Even if they don't make the playoffs, I don't think he is because, like, you know, I'm not going to say the guy has a a trots esque plan that he abides to, but maybe it's just like let me give more out. let me give more autonomy to the players. Whether or not it's going to work out for me is one thing, but you know, the freedom to to go out there and, and just let them play is is very big. Factor. Let them find out. Well, yeah, like let if, them if, find if, out. If if that's if that's what they're saying they need to do, then okay, let's try it. The thing is, we've seen we've seen enough of it not working exactly. consistently enough mm-hmm. that it does need to change. Like one of the you you know, there, there's and the way you know that the and the, we didn't really get into the details of the defense, but like maybe you agree with me on this. It is so hard to judge the the, the this defense as as a as a core because. You know something systemically has to be wrong for Pelican Pulak to just look as just like inconsistent and shaky as they've looked. One, I believe that was uh, one of the questions that was afforded to us tonight. Oh, oh, okay. Well, we'll we'll get to it. I don't know. Um, right? No, I mean, there's it, definitely it, something it, missing, and the the big the big portion of there's it no is way that those team. guys fall off unless there's some sort of like misreading of of what's supposed to be happening here. Yeah, and. Yeah. Uh, and and therefore, I I can only judge Romanov and Noah Dobson's growing pains so much. If if what if like a a system that was you know clearly thriving for veterans is out of nowhere has just like fallen out of orbit. Something in the system as a whole is going to be you know difficult for a uh, a learning defenseman to to deal with um yeah it's a monkey paul curl you know you want more offense okay we have to take focus off the defense then you know but but yeah um man the the thing that that uh you know teams even if it hasn't been as as tight like if the islanders are running off belief and you get to the playoffs again that's an islander team an islander team that believes in itself because that's the other thing it felt like they weren't believing in themselves. Those first two periods, it felt like they didn't believe in themselves. And maybe yep. they did, and they just weren't getting rewarded. But because they didn't, who knows? Whatever. Maybe maybe it's just that their their goaltending is ass. Yeah, it's that too. So like, and guess what? That's part of the team. Yeah. So, you know, fuck them, basically. Um, because we, listen, if we had this... If we had this podcast on February 21st, 2020, obviously, you know, things happened. We would have been saying the same thing. This team is not going to make the playoffs. We could have had this conversation on February 21st, 2021. This team not going to make the playoffs. But look what happened both times. And arguably, this team is better than those teams. Right today, as of today, maybe not because we're missing two critical pieces. But you get my sentiment. You know, it's like, let them get in there. Let's see what happens. Don't even think about the next round. At this point, if they make the first round, it's a success because we got back to the playoffs. So 
should the expectation be to get to the Stanley Cup? Yeah. But, you know, just let's see what happens. Um, okay, I'm 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 at the question. Lot lot of notifications the last uh day or so because of all the um harassing uh that I've uh, that I've done to to uh Penguins beat writers. Oh man. Um cyberbullying, you know, it's just it's just so sweet, you know. It's 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 our generation's pastime, honestly. Damien's gonna be uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I'm really sorry about that. Desmond <laughs> Whoa. It's gonna be he's gonna be question. Well, Damien's gonna go up there with you too, but you both are gonna be questioned upon Capitol Hill of why you targeted and shadow banned uh Penguins fans as opposed to Islander fans. Oh yes. Uh another another one for the Supreme Court. Okay, so um Jeff, the Isles question Isles question and a life question. Isles question. Think it's safe to say that the Trots defense hasn't been the same. As the as those first three trots years, what's your take on why that is? Kind 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 of said said I mean yeah literally, literally I guess I I just said that um and uh, I don't is there anything else that that you would have to add to that? We lost a generational system. It plain yeah. and simple. I, and and I I I think and I think like um there's gonna have to be some like tinkering done and and i think maybe some soul searching for those guys like i i I can't have lost it yet right like pulak needs to like like deliberately be more offensive they Mm -hmm. he's and he's paid frankly to be that like figure out the slap shot on on net just fucking do it finally you gotta do it that's a great point too you know we have to we can argue all day if we want to pay these guys or not. He was paid and he has to live up to his contract. So yes, he needs to find himself again. So Pelican needs to get his footing again. You know, whether or not the injury God, is still God in the back of his mind. Break his fucking leg in, into three That's pieces. That's right. Yeah, so is he, is he good? I don't, I don't I know. Mean, he came anymore. back in the third period. Okay. He, he was right. playing in the third. And, um, but you know, it's, it's one of those things. I, 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 uh, like the the individual pieces need to be better. They they do they do. But when all the individual pieces are are not grasping at it, um, you know, at at a like particularly substantial level, that's that's systemic. But like definition, that's definitionally systemic. Well, like we said too, I think it's a matter of pairing. I think you need to shift it up in the off season. You get Romanoff or Dobson that veteran player that you could stick on the second or third line to pair them with you condition Dobson. Hopefully he gets better. He becomes uh same vein as Pulak that, you know, the quarterback on the power play and yeah. all that good I mean, stuff. If he, I, if he can be their John Carlson, you know, yes, like if, yes. if he can be that for the Islanders, that would be huge. Um, Definitely. The life question, what is a life moment or life experience that gives you the same feeling as how you felt after each of those Penguins wins? So life moment, thinking something was going to go poorly and then feeling relieved. Well, I, I, uh, I left my job after six years and I was so worried of whether or not, you know, I could exist somewhere else in my, in my meager occupation, but it's been going pretty good. And it's kind of the best decision that I made in a while. So, um, I don't know whether or not that has to relate to. Uh, I think it's it's seeing things through is the advice I would give to that and not giving up 
And even if things have played out nine times in your life, there might be that one time where it might work out for you. And, you know, we had a bump along the way on Saturday, but worked out twice. You know, I think we, we seen things through. So just, uh, just stick it through. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess for me, it's like, uh, uh, I don't know. I, I'm trying to think of like a specific life event. I just, something that my brain just keeps going to is like generally just like adulthood. Um, yeah. It was something that I, that I was like, oh, this is going to suck. It's going to just be a downer. It's, it's, it's not going to turn out how I want it to. And I don't know. It's it wasn't bad. Uh, there there have been a lot of really bad things, but you come to find that you get to share it with other people and and heal with other people yeah. and then have fun with other people and watch Brock Nelson score a goal that I called with people. There you you know, there you go. So uh, let's see what's the next question. Um, that was an oddly sincere uh, answer. Uh, yeah, that's let's nice. See here. I didn't get I had a couple more questions. I know. Um okay, from Ho Horvat. Um who's more likely to come back first? Matt Barzell or my wife? Um well Ho, uh I would I I would say you have to live as if uh as if Matt Barzell is uh more likely to come back first because if you're if you're expecting her to come back i think you're not earnestly um understanding the separation for what it is um wives may be temporary but first line centers that locked up for nine years are for, are for nine years for, for, for nine years <laughs> um let's see um was that i think that might have been you think okay, uh, Oleg Kavasha, great, great account. Um, he uh, lit a a a candle for for uh, Adam Pellick, and I think it, I think it did work. It worked because because it looked like he was in in horrible pain. It looked like I I literally was like it's this is done. I'm very I'm upset that I had a good time on Friday because now I'm upset. We were ready um, to get the bleach. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I, uh, I. That's why I tweeted the gun, the gun in mouth, uh, crying, <laughs> laughing emoji, doing, doing like the okay sign. Um. Yeah, I think I, that's that. Really, thought there'd be more questions. There isn't. You know what? Well, that that's a. Uh, that makes uh I think I think we're we're towards the end here. I, I uh let me just take a look at what, what the Islanders have coming up. Uh I will be the attending the game tomorrow. I think I will I think I will be there as well. And it's gonna uh, be a good um be a good test. I don't know if I don't know if Hellbuck's gonna play after his uh, phenomenal performance yesterday. But uh it will be a good next couple next two weeks are gonna be important. I think it's Jets. The Red Wings, which is in this four games. There's four games between now and and the uh, trade deadline. 
Winnipeg, okay. LA, home home against Winnipeg, home against LA, away to to Winnipeg, uh, away to Winnipeg, and then Minnesota, and then they have two full days off, and then they're also off the day of trade deadline, March third. So Lou will have there, there's going to be like a good sixty hours or so, probably like seventy two close to seventy two hours of real time of Lou getting to idly um make decisions okay yeah we'll we'll certainly know by that point i mean i think they got to get like everything else they everything whenever there's like a four game you know span i i'm always like they have to get at least six of eight like they always need to get at least six of eight and that's the thing too this season we really haven't had that five six game seven game winning streak right it's just always been Two games here, lose. This three would games. be a good time. Win three games, lose two games. You know, so it'd be a really, yeah. really good time. And maybe that's the thing. Maybe it's just been. Maybe I'm sucking up the the hopium here. But maybe it was just resting the batteries until the last leg of the season and going all out at that point. You know. Yeah. So you know what? Let's let's hope. Let's hope they fucking win it out, baby. Win, win these four, you'll be on. That'll be your five game winning streak going yep. into the trade deadline. Oh the yeah, because the thing that the Islanders need to do, since they, they've given, since there's uh, all these other teams have the games games in hand on on them, all they can do is control their games. So the longer, the more you create a gap, even though you have games in hand, they they then have to win. They mm-hmm. then it puts that much more pressure. And ultimately what, what it comes down to is all those other teams, their defense and their goaltending. Well, their goaltending, I definitely don't trust. Um, like I like I trust uh, Sorokin. And the Islanders' defense, when it's going well, like that third period, like both third periods that they've had, is that's a good that's a, a good defense. Yep. So yep. It proves I trust that they got it done, and uh, I trust that. Yeah, if you get you get the wins. Other teams aren't going to be able to play as tight defensively. They're going to feel like they're going to have to press, and they're not. Their goalies are not going to be good enough to make all the saves that they're going to need to make to really close that gap. I would love another Seattle Kraken esque four nothing victory too. That's too much to mm-hmm. ask. Just because, like, against them, you know, that was they were number one in the Western at that point. So let's let's prove them wrong. Prove them wrong again, 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 and again. That's right. Um. So I guess before we before we close, um, Doyle, filthy fucking casuals, great wrestling pod. Uh, you know, just just quickly, uh, what did you think of the elimination chamber? Uh, I've been very back and forth on it. You know, I think I, 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 it surprised me at the conversations that I had with people that said, Sammy Zane cannot win. And, you know, I couldn't come up with a scenario in my head to where I had him win. And then what happens afterwards? You know, it's just because it was a 900, um, day streak for Roman and I couldn't come up with the scenario in my head where you either split both belts or he loses on Monday or he loses Friday on SmackDown like how they used to do back in the day. 
I couldn't come up with that scenario in my head, but yeah, I think that crowd was a once in a generation crowd. Um, the culmination of that story was once in a generation. Um, so mm-hmm. that's something that WWE has to deal with, right? They're going to have to, you know, listen, I don't know. It's like, okay. So it's like if, uh, the culmination of CM Punk in Chicago against John Cena and you had John Cena win that match, you would look back yeah. on that match and been like, shit. Now, is that going to happen here? I, I don't know. Um, it sucks, man. I really wanted it to happen. It was a great night. You know, not many not many championship bouts start off with four minutes of two guys sizing up the crowd and that was know. nuts. That was nuts. Yeah. And and like yeah, I mean they the way they've talked about how like you know the that this is like the highest brow like wrestling that's <laughs> like that's that's one of the highest brow things definitely that wwe has done um in a long time like this yeah. intricate and the thing that i think about is that like uh i as they i i think i i think the right decision was made because you're you're gonna get I think you're going to get set up well moving forward. And and I, I think like the storytelling that's going to go down between Cody and, and Roman is going to be great. Like they're just now going to be starting to actually interact. I don't think it's over too. I don't think, you know, and I think yes, it's not over because raw last night, the way they were framing it with uh, Cody Rhodes and, and not, no, with the, with Sami Zayn and, and and KO, the whole like the thing that matters is ending the bloodline. What they're do what what this feels like is this is like Triple H basically like setting a new board, and 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 like the the event. It's like it, this shit happens in like comic books all the time where it's like, um, like a universe gets like rebooted or something. There's like some sort of like event. So does the bloodline represent the old card and? Not necessarily the old guard. It literally just it's like it's such a big storyline. It's it's the first thing they did, and it and it like was the big debut. Yeah. Like, of of and it started before trip, and it also it was half. It started in the Vince era, and it's ending in the Triple H era. I, I do have the good credit there. You know, Vince could have ended at it's, any point, and he didn't, and he let it he let it see it through because I think yeah. he he want a it was because he wanted Roman to be numero uno after shoving it all down our throats but he proved us wrong um the future is bright though that elimination chamber match was like a five-star nxt match all over the place and i didn't need nft salesman to make a run in at the end but the future is bright montez ford is going to be a star uh austin theory if you hate him or hate him he's going to be a star um it was, was awesome. Was, yeah, it was just great. It, it was it was a the, fun. I thought the whole I thought the whole event was 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 I thought it was one of the, their their strongest pay per views, one of their strongest pay per views and strongest uh, like elimination chambers I think that they've ever had in terms of especially or or, or one of their strongest pay per view before WrestleMania. WrestleMania. Yeah, like 100%. like like it it feels like this is one of the more like substantial ones and. And uh, and like memorable ones, um, 
and and you know it does feel like because it feels like you know it's uh this big storyline is going to culminate this this thing that has also it's been it's been a great storyline but it's also it's it's uh you know fucked up a lot of things it's it's uh it's caused the end of biggie's reign by you know them wanting to do like decide to do a unification thing it it you know drew it felt like drew they could have just had a good back and like standard booking there would have been like a a, a exchanging of titles between drew and and roman at some point like them have a war where they they kind of you know you missed out on that and now you you, you've missed out on this Sami Zayn thing but what I think is that like, and especially with one ending, this is going to, you know, free up. I mean, Seth Rollins is like, like you alluded to is wrestling Logan Paul, which is going to be a crazy match. Cause Logan Paul, as much as he sucks as a human being is like, he's a, amazing... he's a formal wrestler. Don't let my, don't let my slight against him yeah, fool you. I, I, I have to give him respect. It's, it's nuts. He's, he's like, but doesn't change the fact that like Seth Rollins probably would have had a had a championship reign sometime in the past um couple of years. This bloodline thing might have might have blocked a John Cena 17th title reign. Yeah. Well, let's put it this way. When it's all said and done, you're gonna have six main guys that there's not gonna just be one guy. There's gonna be six individuals that have been waiting in the wings. Uh, you know. I think main you brought up Drew McIntyre and there was a point where me and Damien apps were, we absolutely loved the guy, but we were just like, all right, like he just had a run there. You're just going to like send him back in the line. He's going to be back in another run. Like it's going to get stale after a while, but uh, this storyline, presumably it does end in four five weeks, weeks, five yeah, weeks, yeah, yeah. The perfect time to end it. And uh future's bright. I'm very yeah. excited. And I, I think the board moving forward is going to be, you know, the, the three big faces are going to be, uh, at least for the next year, like from 39, from like from this WrestleMania to, to, uh, to Philly, mm-hmm. the next year, are like Cody Rhodes, uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens are, cause they're going to be the guys that took down the bloodline. Yeah. And everything about like the next year, I think is going to be a, it's open season. Like I, I feel like it's going to be a meta commentary on like the company is kind of in in free in 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 this weird ether of of sale going on, but no it's details. It's a weird. It's a strange. Plenty time, of rumors. Man. Plenty of rumors, and it seems like there's a lot of opportunity. They're gonna they're gonna you know I'm sure they're gonna split the belts, and I'm sure I'm sure you might see. the Owens and and Zayn storyline eventually lead to them fighting over that belt again yeah it's just always going to be it's always going to be brett and sean that's just how it's going to be between two of them and uh but but yeah i think uh like the the next this is the best that they've gone into a a wrestlemania in a long time and it's a it's a bummer because it also highlights like how flat dynamite has felt for for a bit not good man not Not good vibes I'm more okay. I'm more worried about AEW than I am the Islanders. Ooh, wow. Uh dude, our, as soon as like I woke up Saturday morning and it was just like Kenny Omega rumors, oh, maybe his contract is up. You hear Jay White is pretty much in in WWE. 
anything can happen. But you know, if he's going to have that loser leaves home match and and in, in New Japan, you kind of think that he's done. Yeah. Uh, Kota Ibushi's one condition coming to America is allowing to be coached, and Triple H must have you know blasted a hole through his Levi's. It's just like, oh, we have a whole performance center that you can teach people how to break your neck in. So, uh, yeah, it's. I don't know. I you know I don't want to. I want I want AEW to thrive. I, I love them, but I do. I do. I'm. But I'm. That's why I'm worried because I want it to thrive, and I, I worry that that Tony's inability to 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 run it run a tight ship or put people in place empowered in ways to run tight ships. You know, the one thing I'll say is that the main detriment to WWE in the last ten years was too many writers. They need more writers. Yeah, because you have because it's not. Their roster assembly is uh, guys who were who have full reign because they they were in the Indies mostly and they got to say whatever they want and uh, dictate the promos and conversations however they want. And then you have guys who are pretty much trained actors when it came to um, scripts and you know given bullet points of hear what to say. Was it always uh, formative? Was it just Vince? ripping up fucking what he's going to tell you on Monday and then here's something else to say on Tuesday. Yeah, it wasn't perfect. But I think when you put one of those guys against another guy who had free reign, it's going to be messy. And, you know, I thought Tony was always big on continuation of storylines. And look, they had a roster fuck up that was beyond imagination and they had to deal with it and they did pretty good in the long run. But there's no payoff. Like, Swerve versus Keith should have been huge, huge breakup, but Keith got a weird assembly of two guys out of nowhere and Rick Ross. And do you even know those guys' names? When was the last yeah, time they were oh, yeah, on TV? Yeah, the, the, like it's Parker Bordreau and then that guy with the face tattoos. But like, yeah. I don't know. Like, did we really need another stable? It's just stuff like that. There's no, uh, we're now approaching as amazing as he is, as he is once he is this generation's talent, like MJF, like another uh, line of like, you have to do these four matches in order to have a championship match with me. It's just, it's very stale. And I think they could turn it around, but they are unfortunately, see, the thing was, is that when, when Tony was getting all those guys like Adam Cole and Regal and Daniel Bryan, WWE was dead in the water. So I, I figured he he thought to himself, I have like three years to cook and see what's going to go on here. And then very quickly it was turned on its head and it was turned on its head in the worst time because as WWE, it was like a, it was like a linear plane. And as WWE was crossing that, those, that X, Y axis with AEW, AEW's roster imploded of their four main guys. So they have to figure it out and I think they will, but it's going to take some time and they have to do some soul searching and they got to figure out, what they want to be moving forward. Tony's got to fucking shut the fuck up. He has, it, 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 it's, it's a, it's a, you're, you don't get taken as a credible promoter. Yeah. If you're, if, if you are viewed as a distraction to the brand that, that you're like Coke, like Coke fueled, like Twitter rants are like, Doing yeah, anything to make make this seem like a, a a legitimate company to work with. It's nuts too because you had you have individuals like Jeff Jarrett. At one time, you had Regal. You have Jr. Yo, let those guys 
BVPs backstage. Let them deal with the roster. You do not have to have your hand in every pot there. Uh, the community will, like, you know, a lot of people don't want to give him flowers because he's a very grating individual, but the community will always be thankful for Tony Khan for what he did, for what he created, what he brought to the table. But at the same time, it's just like, you made it, just just let it run. You know, I don't, it, it, it's just, I don't know. He needs to relax. <laughs> He's it's, put down yeah. the fucking white call and he needs to relax. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just, it's simply a bad look. But he's well, the he's the Pittsburgh Penguins post, uh, beat writers of wrestling. So oh yeah oh yeah and 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 like that it's like there's this um, seems like there's a dissonance thing going on where it's like you understand everything you're saying makes you look bad right like you you understand the you're saying this as if you're better as if you think you're better for what you're what you're saying. But the picture you're painting is so obviously unflattering for you. Yeah, like nobody asked him. Like Ariel Hawani uh, decided to do a segment for WWE because it was in his hometown and he wanted to eloquently describe what wrestling means to the Montreal community. And he did it at the behest of WWE. But because he interviewed a bunch of AEW wrestlers and Tony himself in a very awkward interview after Brawl Out, you know, like Tony thought that like he he is like he owes his alliance to AEW. It's like no, and then like it only gave himself bad heat. And like, look, I may be worked. This may be a work between them, and we're just being fooled. But like, nobody nobody asked you to do that, and you just got unnecessary heat on a weekend where all the eyes are focused on the other company. So now you're only going to drive people more with your grading personality to focus on that. Team. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. So it was just very bad. Very bad it's, optics. That's that's legitimately what's I I've like not really thought about it as much. Like I've thought about I'm I've been thinking about WrestleMania so much more than I've thought about any AEW story. This, this is the first time I think since AEW came about that like I'm I'm thinking about WWE storylines yep. more than AEW storylines. Yeah, like they're holding my interest. It's unfortunate because I love Dynamite and uh, I I hope they can refine themselves and stop with the fucking jericho story <laughs> oh my god either let that guy go on a singles run or just stop just en- enough yeah, it's, enough it's uh they got, they got they got some soul searching to do they got some soul searching to do the islanders have done theirs um doyle where can people find you and and your podcast uh we are filthy fucking casuals you can find us on Instagram at filthy, the letter F, the letter N, casuals. You can also find us on Twitter with the same moniker at filthy FN casuals one. Uh, we You can find nice. us on Spotify. Uh, if you go to Anchor, you get all access to all the beautiful podcast sites that I can't name besides Apple or Spotify. You know, I don't know if you're using any third-party podcast sites, but uh, more power to you. Support the little guy in Silicon Valley. But yeah, you can find us there. And uh, we like to pride ourselves as the uh, Thinking and Working Man's podcast for wrestling. 
it's it, it it's true um the episode actually we talk it's interesting like a year later now uh cody rhodes the the cody rhodes uh episode you guys did where, where damien uh damien really like flamed uh cody is not you're not you're not dusty you're 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 flair yeah i it's funny too man you know we, we were that, that was, was a, that was a great was episode cool, it you was got, you guys do really good like uh character profiles i feel yeah and that's that's definitely true to cody he wants to be his dad but he's flair he's 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 too much of a pretty boy to be his his papa and you know he'll have that work ethic that dusty had but he, he's too much he's too beautiful to yeah. be it's funny too you know I, I was proven wrong on on cody but we'll see man Certainly, you know, you did not expect in, in AEW three years ago to be at this point in WWE. I always kind of felt in the back of my mind that he was going to always go back one day, but not certainly. Not that quickly. Re- yeah, exactly. Not that quickly. And you would have thought he would have had success in AEW first before that happening. But right, it's crazy. Um, but yeah. All right. So um, thank you for, for, for subbing in for Mike, who... If I haven't played his uh, audio, I'll play it at the end here. But uh, this has been Through the Island Podcast. Thanks. Bye. See you.